Welcome to After Pulse, the extra podcast from the host of the Community Pulse. Let's hear what your hosts are talking about in this episode. What a fantastic episode that was. It, it, it really was. It was, it was interesting <laughs> because, first of all, I think one of the interesting dynamics of this particular episode is that we usually have more than one guest. Uh, and yet Rosie kind of carried the weight and shouldered it. And I almost feel like that's uh, based on experience from being a moderator in communities that she created. Um, a lot of times it seemed like she was probably the first moderator and therefore had all of the weight of carrying the communication of, a, of the community on her shoulders until she could identify other moderators and, and kind of spread the, the word of how things should be conducted, how people should behave in a, a particular space. I like that analogy. And I got to say, if she listens to this, she did a fine job at that Inti Hackers. I was a big fan of that community. And the things that she said, I, I thought were so true. When I was first sort of assessing it as a place to, you know, when I was at Shopify, it was a place where a lot of our app developers were um, present and engaged. Um, and at first I was like, you know what, I'm not so sure about this place. It is pretty, uh, um, it does veer very specifically, um, you know, hate to say it, but tech bro. In the best, yeah, no, way, or in the worst possible way. Don't, it don't back, way tech bro. It was definitely a big group of like, but you know, there's a, a the tech bro spectrum is is broad, and so it turned out that indie hackers ended up being just like some nice tech bros that just really wanted to talk business, and um, they weren't there to fool around and cause trouble, and um, and I think that was, uh, you know, in no small part due to some of the sort of like, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of like behind the scenes, low touch moderation that Rosie kind of brought in, which is like an art if you think about it. Like Absolutely. you have to like pick and choose to amplify the right messages in the right way for it to feel seamless and to feel cohesive. Um, and so I definitely felt that when I was like kind of lurking and low key participating in Indie Hackers. Uh, so shout out to her. And like, it's gonna be really interesting how she, to hear and see how she brings those concepts to the work uh, that's happening at Orbit. It's funny you said like an art um, because just a minute between between recordings, I was I was thinking, you know, what I'm, what's the first thing I want to talk about? And I feel like it's a mixture of moderation has like a, a, a good recipe of moderation has a has a, um, a pinch of curation in there where you have like a vision yourself that you're you're trying to, to see come to life. And a lot of that is, you know, making sure people feel safe and you know there's just there's a vision in our head as we start to go in here and and you know create these these safe spaces these helpful places and i think in her unique experience um she started off early on developing something from the ground up and, and you know she talked about two different scales of the of of you know of communities where you got a lot of different people being active every day to just a couple of different people but either way you're 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 trying to find this balance between not being a, a helicopter parent or a helicopter like, you know, person where you you want to have your hands in everything. Uh, you just kind of want to let the community evolve into what it is. But at the same time, you have a, a, a vision, you know, that you're trying to weave in there. So it's a very, uh, you know, squishy, complex, like topic. Um, so it was good to hear, you know, from just a, a single guest, but we had actually a, a large, I think, um, spectrum of topics that she was bringing to us. I also thought it was amazing that her experience, um, we hear a lot about moderation and the hellscape it can be, um, but she brought a real world experience that 
um, communities can be really delightful places and not just for the people who participate, but for the moderators too, if you have that right tone set where you don't have a lot of problems, you don't have a lot of issues that you have to fight through. And, uh, and it can be something that you really can enjoy. And it doesn't have to be dealing with, let's just say crap on a daily basis. It's just <laughs> doing some pruning, doing some, some, you know, housekeeping. And it, that could be mostly what your typical day looks like. And she kept referring to um, using moderation as an opportunity to kind of uplift and educate, which I thought really, really did sort of weave well into that, that story of her really enjoying the communities and that she was building. And as opposed to like, you know, using moderation as a, a tool to like, put out fires all the time. Like it, mm -hmm. it sounded a lot more like she was just like identifying folks that could actually benefit from it and, and turning it into a positive experience in that way, instead of being like, Oh my God, we have an overwhelming amount of crap happening in this community. We need like multiple people to like put out fires nonstop. And well, yeah, it, I, I, the experience at all. I mean, it, it kind of seemed to me like what she had was kind of an idea of how to proactively build an environment where that's not necessary. Like, building that kind of like, like Wesley was saying, like an overwhelmingly positive experience. So kind of you create a community or a space where people don't want to do that. Um, and I mean, there's, there's always going to be outliers and she very clearly identified, yes, there's always outliers that are coming, going to come in and, and be a-holes and do things that, that a-holes do. Um, but I also think that it was interesting because, um, and this is where I think like the twist comes in the DevRel twist. Here it is, everyone, the DevRel twist. Um, we always talk about people skills and people always say like things like, oh, you know, because people are so extra or extroverted and they, they go to these events, they have people skills. But what we don't think about is like, I feel like Rosie has a tremendous set of people skills with the ability that she has to discern and diagnose and figure things out in an online community where all communication, where a majority of the communication is written or presented in a written format. Um it's not, you, you, you have to observe and extract behavior from situation where you're not meeting someone in real life. This isn't a straight up community forum. You have to moderate based on what's being shown. And you have to understand the difference between, you know, intention versus impact. Um, and you have to be able to kind of put that in check. And that to me is like so much more important as a people skill than being able to be like, you know, fun at a party after a conference. I do think there's this weird balance that's like coming back to all the nuance that, that Jason was kind of describing, like this balance between assuming good intent and paving the way for safety um, that I mm. felt like we could have gotten into a little bit more. She did. I think she mentioned a couple of times that, you know, she goes in assuming good intent. And I think just based on some experiences I've had, not necessarily directly in moderating online communities, but in sort of like, general human interaction <laughs> like assuming good intent um does not always like end up serving the person who's been impacted and you know what i mean and so yeah how to balance that like assumption that people like when somebody finds themselves in the wrong posting in the wrong forum possibly over promoting themselves like those all seem like fairly uh low risk things to course correct for and to assume good intent around but like at what point do you need to be ready to be more heavy handed with folks so that if you want to diversify and grow and make your community more inclusive, that there's like that element of safety from the get go. Um, that was one thing I wanted to dig into a bit more, but we didn't have enough time.
Yeah. yeah. I, I wanted to, when she was talking about uh, course correcting, you know, people who, who like to come in and, and talk about the projects that they're working on and talk about the companies they work for, but sometimes it, it turns into a little bit uh, more of like a marketing feel in terms of that engagement. And when she was talking about stepping in and, and, and just really educating that person, you know, cause they're a member of the community too. It's just, uh, sometimes that that education has to happen in a form that might come from moderator might come from the community itself to point out that you know this type of a um let's say it's a post into a forum actually belongs over in this category which you know is a little bit more specific to a different subject or whatever it's really just helping everybody understand a little bit more of how things work you know within our community and and trying to up level everyone without without stepping on, you know, feelings and those types of things, which I think is, is a good, you know, I'm with you SJ that, you know, the, the phrase, when someone says, you know, assume best intentions, I think a lot of us roll our eyes on that because it feels like just you're, you're, it's a cop out or, you know, you're just kind of letting yourself off the hook for not having to deal with the feelings or the re the reality of the situation. But when she mentioned somebody coming in and saying, Hey, I wonder if, you know, you can, and I'm, Putting, building an example in my head. Hey, can somebody check out this latest thing I wrote for my company? You know, that, that can come off a little bit um, self-serving. And I think being able to just nudge your community members a little bit to say, you know, not that that's not appropriate, but there's a better place for you to post that. And that should come over here that I do go into those situations with. I don't think that person was really trying to like, you know, increase their click count by putting this in the general uh, chat room with an exclamation. So everybody got to see it. Like, I don't, I don't want to go that far, you know, but I think that, um, it, you got to find this like middle line of, you can't let people who are being malicious, you know, get away with best intention conversations, but you also have to be able to identify more benign things where, you know, maybe you can take a little bit more of that power. General rule though, no at all or at here in any <laughs> Slack community. Ever. Right. Ever. Any any chat platform community at all. Of course. Slack, Mattermost, Discord. Of course. Whatever. Don't so just don't end immediately. There's the no Kleenex of communities. Out. Yeah. Well, the, the 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 one. So I mean, I always thought this was an interesting thing with codes of conduct as well. Like there was always, you know, as as codes of conduct became normalized um, for events, the issue that was at hand was that meant that people who were toxic had one more chance. Uh, because they had never violated the code of conduct. And in some ways that's good because for some people it was rehabilitative. And in some ways it was bad because toxic person gets one more shot at the cup, you know? And so that's like, you know, not great. But at the same time, I think with moderation is the more communication you have with moderation, the better off you are. And there's, there's some communities do that well. Um, like, you know, I, I think that there's certain communities like in, in Reddit that I'm a part of that do moderation really well. They're like, hey, you know, that wasn't, you shouldn't have said that, or this doesn't belong here. Or, hey, you put it in the wrong place. You should really be in over here. But then there's things like, you know, that are extremely popular, like Hacker News, who you can put up something that you think is an original piece that no one, no one else has seen, and they'll shadow ban you and call you a spammer. You'll never know why. And chances are, you'll never even know that you were shadow banned. Until you try to post something else, you're like, this, "Why does no one respond Let's to my?" Stay story? away from Hacker News. Yeah, I mean, like Hacker News has its place, but it's it's not a positive place. It's not a properly moderated place. It's and that's that's why I think it is a toxic community. Um, yet, so many of the tech companies that we work with, all of us, 
look at like being at the top of Hacker News as like a badge of honor. Like, yo, we wrote that article as the top of Hacker News. It's like, yeah, are, do you? But why? Like, that's the first question. Why am I at the top of Hacker News? Because it could be because everyone's slamming what you said. Um, but I mean, the, I think I feel like Rosie really understood the approach on how to make non-toxic communities, and that's you know not necessarily assuming. Uh, harmless, you know, harmlessness with the intent of a statement, but kind of, you know, painting the picture of what you want to see in the world. Also in the world, we have uh, cops and authority figures that uh, kind of like police the public and moderators mm -hmm. can sometimes seem like the law. They're just putting down the law, but um, also a topic that is becoming popular is de-escalation, which is extremely important in moderating. Not being too heavy handed, making sure that people are informed, making sure that they are not only uh, told how they can be better, but um, to kind of like gently say that you are still welcome here. And um, that's something I, I we didn't talk on, but I feel is a cornerstone of moderation when we're talking about the people who aren't exactly um, fit to be moderators, but who are active participants in the community. Um, that's something that really needs to be emphasized that they really need to be able to um, use some discretion with how they choose to walk back or talk down someone who may have made a minor infraction or even a major infraction to the point where you can make sure that you you treat them how you want to be, um, want them to treat others and, and, and not just it's in setting the example and. Uh, choosing the tone of community, it should go for that in terms of moderation as well. Right. And keep, keeping in mind the, the, the audience that's being moderated, the individual or the group that's being moderated, understand that not everyone, re because I mean, you mentioned, you know, seen as a cop or an authority figure. And some of us, I'm not saying me, but I'm totally saying me, have a reaction to authority that is not always gated um, and not always controllable. Um, where we will immediately lash out, like, how dare you tell me what to do? Um, so like the, the concept of de-escalation really helps in those situations because if it comes as constructive criticism, then it seems like a positive. If it comes as a slap down of, hey, don't do that, there's a different reaction that you get. Gosh, I'm just thinking through all of the, this is, these are choppy and tricky waters, but my brain is going to this place of uh, the parallels between kind of like the justice system <laughs> and you know if we're talking about things like de-escalation and like likening like power hungry moderators to cops that's the likening i just made by the way um uh I, i'm just thinking about things like you know restorative justice and like how that can apply to um communities when instead of like banning people right away there's just a lot of interesting parallels that Someone should explore and write a blog post about, and I'm not volunteering to do it, but maybe I'll think. Or maybe about it. maybe we record after after pulse. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think it. You're, you. I mean, we we've all learned how to de-escalate PJ, even though it's <laughs> true. It's not. It doesn't always work, but. but. But what we have here in our little community is like a little society that you know governed by rules of society, I guess you'd say, or rules of the community that rules are of always behavior. evolving. Yeah, uh, the code of conduct, and uh, yeah, I think that the, it would be interesting, and and somebody else should definitely dive deep into this uh, topic, maybe on a future podcast about the parallels between just society, you know, in general, and and where our social system and our ju justice system system where they intersect, and and can some of that, you know, 
fill the void of understanding communities a little bit better when it comes to these, yeah, these really difficult situations. Interesting. I just saw a show or uh, an ad for a show. I didn't watch the whole show. It was just sort of like reading the headline um, for the concept was basically like this sociological um, look at like how folks interact in public, knowing they're being watched and how that, you know, like how that just mo- changes our behavior. Um, so yeah, lots, lots to think about there. I also speak differently when I know that I'm being recorded. Yes. So do I. Sometimes I do. In the good Shout old out to, our, to episode 59. <laughs> Shout out to episode 59, where everybody changed their voice. Yes. All right. I think that kind Wesley, of... Wesley, you want to take us out? Yeah. Hand it over to Wesley. That's the Afropost Pulse. Thank you for joining us at Community Pulse, and see us next time. Bye. See us. Bye, everybody. Thanks, everyone. Bye. This has been another episode of After Pulse with... Mary Thankful, at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. Jason Hand, at Jason Hand on Twitter. PJ Haggerty, at Asplenic on Twitter. SJ Morris, at Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter. And Wesley Faulkner, at Wesley83 on Twitter. Learn more at communitypulse.io or at community underscore pulse on Twitter. We'll see you next time.